Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy podcast. You have now entered the next level. New year, new podcast. Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy next level podcast. This is the very first podcast of 2024. I brought my buddy, Mr. Todd Holmes on. So first, before we get started, I want to make sure I pay some bills. So let's go. Here at ProShock Products, our mission is to provide American-made quality products for all your firearms. We are a family-owned company of outdoor shooting sports products, sport shooting, hunting, and defense products, to name a few. We are proud to be an American-made company since 1982 and will continue to support all your firearm maintenance needs. This is the year. I feel really good about 2024. Mr. Todd Holmes and I are dumb enough or smart enough or <laughs> excited enough to uh, be back involved with the 2024 South Carolina sectional. What's up, brother? How you been? Not much. Doing good. Doing good. Just looking forward to the match, getting geared up for um, bigger and better this year. And one of these years, we're going to go so big, we're going to go crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end of last year was, uh, well, I mean, honestly, the beginning of last year or this year. Oh, no, I guess it was last year. The beginning of last year um, when we started setting up, everything was good. But, man, it just it started to get stressful because it's you start running out of time. You you know, some of these stages that we were build are um, – they're not super complex to build, but there's a lot of details. So that's what makes it important, like trying to make sure that we don't have a lot of reshoots or yep. uh, that we, we don't want staff to have to work extra hard. And there's just so much that goes into these matches that I don't – even I like, and I have built a lot of matches, a lot of matches, but a local level one is a lot different than having 300. How many shooters did we have last year? Do you remember? Probably, I think 263 last year was a final. 263. Match. What are we at this year? Uh, 350. 350 shooters. And I would like to say that I feel like last year we crushed it so well even though no one knows how bad some of the stuff went because <laughs> we know, and we fixed a lot of it this year, but uh, this year we sold out within what, what did we even make it a full month, dude? Uh, it was about a month and a half that a we it took half. to sell it out, but four months in advance of the match, it sold out. So we, uh, that was probably my fault. Why it didn't sell out sooner. I had this grand idea to uh, make a bunch of super squads Um and I couldn't get any of the super squad guys to sign up early enough. <laughs> so we just opened it up to everybody at that point, but I tried to save four squads and uh, I don't know. I think it was a couple of days after you, you felt you opened them up that they sold out. So yeah, those sold out within, it was three ish squads and those sold out within like three or four days because I made a post, Hey, you're trying yeah. to get in <laughs> here. It is. And it's, I was yeah. wrong. It's 354 registered. We have 314 that are actually in the match right now. But I've got three hundred. That means I have a waiting list of forty people right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's that's so, really cool. When we we didn't sell it out last year, or did we get close? I can't remember. It was last year we sell it, it was, out? Last year? We got I think within ten of selling yeah. it out at the very end. Yeah. But this year it sold out, and we have a waiting list. That's pretty awesome, dude. I'm excited. Like, uh, it just adds the pressure, right? And I just uh, adds yeah. <laughs> So, but I, I'm excited. I feel like we are, um, I feel like we are building a, a match that is a, uh, you have to go to now. Um, thanks to you and all the hard work you do. I just, 
So just, I, I want to start off the podcast with that. Um, I get to come in kind of middle of the year and do some sponsorship stuff. Uh, Todd and I talk about the match constantly because it's, it's, it takes a lot to do. Um, we throw things back and forth. We have all kinds of ideas. Well, I do at least uh, for the sponsorship stuff and the vendor stuff. And then I always have to ask his permission. He's like, bro, you got it. Just, you know, don't, don't lose money. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's got to be in budget. <laughs> we got to be in budget, which luckily the stuff that I'm doing doesn't really cost us anything. It's I, I, no. I don't, you don't have to spend a lot of money to make a great match. Uh, you have to think from a shooter's standpoint. Um, you have to think about repeatability, obviously as a match director, and uh, we we have Todd has an amazing staff there, man. Like it, like such a core group of guys that are just that crush it. But Todd works on this for a full year. So last year, with all the things that went on, he hurt his arm and all this stuff during that during that <laughs> match. He had Wi Fi stuff where he's up on a hill doing Wi Fi and with one arm. And which, if anybody knows what it's like to climb a berm with one arm, it's not fun. Um, so <laughs> he's up there working on Wi Fi. So we have live scoring and all this stuff. Well, as soon as we finish the match, guess what we have to do? Todd starts planning for next year and starts getting organized, pays all the bills. There's things that aren't paid for until the match is completely over. There is uh, sponsorship stuff to be dealt with, such as getting prizes out and who won this and, and all mm -hmm. these different things. So when everybody goes home, it starts all over for the very next year, which to be honest with you, if you don't start over the very next year, it really puts you behind. I mean, honestly, there's a few things this year that I got behind on sponsorship because of my schedule, and I've had to make a mad dash for all the phone calls and, and calling everybody and trying to get to them before they spend their budget on on marketing and, and all the prize packages that they'll spread out throughout the year. So it's definitely yeah. something that you have to get on right away if, if you run a match. Yeah, and I think you're actually a little bit ahead of where you were last year because SHOT Show, after SHOT Show last year is when it really started to fill up. This year, we're almost at max for sponsorship right now. I mean, outside of stages and stuff, we're going to have to get creative. Like, we created some sponsorships this year that we didn't have last year just because we know we're going to have more. So, so in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I feel like the only way that the sponsorship works for, for taking a stage is if the shooters help. Unfortunately... From what I've seen, including myself, I have to remember to do this more often, is you you have to tag these vendors in your posts or they're worthless, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've gone onto a stage and they're, they're reading the stage brief and you hear the name of the sponsor, but then as soon as it gets past it, I go, huh, all right, I got to focus on what I'm doing here, how many rounds, da 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 so the only time that that vendor area or actually the vendors on the stages get the love is if you share your post and you thank them and you vendor and you actually tag them in your posts. If you just post a video and I'll give a good example because they're going to be a sponsor again this year is Glock. Last year, uh, I had a a couple of posts where I, I tagged them and I tagged Glock and I, I personally sent a, a message to Shane and thanked him for sponsoring the match. Now, not everybody has Shane's number, but I deal with him personally and I, I always want my vendors to understand how much I appreciate the effort that they put forth in our sport because without them, in my opinion, they are the future. They are how our sport gets bigger. They are, they're the money. At the end of the day, we spend money with them. They give us some of that money back and it just keeps going and going and going. But if we don't treat the vendors 
like they're the money, <laughs> then we're the money, right? We are mm-hmm. the shooters are the money. And then it becomes so expensive to shoot the sport that you can't shoot it anymore. So that's one of the reasons why I really push the vendor area so much because I've been in a sport before where vendors were very, very important, even though they own the sport, they were, the, they they understood how to put a vendor rose together. So I decided to bring my past experiences and the things that I liked as a customer to this sport and to this match. I just hope somebody's listening. <laughs> well, I know can people change the whole sport because I've talked to a lot of people within the last month that I normally wouldn't. And I've pushed it and some of them honestly didn't have an idea of what we were doing. So, and it was very good. I mean, even at the local level, what I do with the local, um, match with Chris holiday and get the sponsorship for that. And like you said, it's key because I tell all the setup crew that are there. I'm like, I can't get these guys back. If you don't share these videos and tag them on them, it worked because they're, most of them are coming back. I'm still solidifying that for the local matches, but it definitely works for that. And I know other people that I've talked to, I don't want to get into politics, but I've talked to some area directors that I normally wouldn't have and told them that what about we were doing. And some of them had no idea. And I shared your number with them and volunteered you, as you know. But (laughs) (laughs) I was like, and I even told them, I was like, look, up to Wednesday of setup week last year, I was not a believer. And it took, once I started seeing the vision, I'm like, okay, this could work. And then after the match, I'm like, that definitely worked. The feedback that we got from the on-site vendors that were there last year was awesome i know da vinci masterpiece arms both sold multiple guns because of that um targets usa got um what was i gonna say targets usa got orders that they probably wanted to got done while they were there you probably got students that you wanted to i know premier is kick ass they're coming back this year hunters hd gold is coming back this year because of the success that you well that the match did but you did with the vendor row and i know ray um, with zero sports said that's the most interaction of any match that he's ever been to that he's got from people. And I feel like I'm forgetting people here, but I think I hit them all. Oh, so zero my, Delta. My, zero my, Delta my was thing, there too. My big thing about the vendor area is it might not lead to a sale at the vendor area. So I, I'll tell you right now, yeah. I know for a fact that Da Vinci alone, okay, there are people that, you know, you can buy any kind of rifle in, in the world at this point and be able to shoot nine millimeter. Almost everybody's making some type of a nine millimeter PCC at this point. And he was able to put his gun in somebody else's hands there and they were able to try them. And these guys are pistol shooters, right? And some, you know, everybody hates on PCC, but they're fun and they're a great gun to have. They're a great training tool. They're a great way to use your AR without spending, you know, $3 a bullet at this point. And you're still going to get somewhat of a similar work with the AR, with the PCC versus an AR. So he was able to take his rifle and put it in people's hands. And when he left the match, I asked him, I said, how many guns do you think you sold? And I I believe he sold five guns. I know for sure I sold three of them afterwards. Like people I know said, hey man, I saw them with the guns. I said, oh, you bought one. And they bought it after the match because they were able to Mm -hmm. shoot it at the match. I know multiple people that have shot masterpiece arms throughout the year that have shot that gun and bought a gun because they got to shoot at our match. So the best thing for me isn't that you sold the gun there, it's you created a relationship there. I I met Masterpiece Arms last year at 
at the South Carolina sectional and I have become friends with all of them. I have shot multiple matches with them. I talk to Lauren all the time. I text her all the time. Every time she's posting things constantly, I'll share. This is how it works. This is how you create relationships. Okay. You, I've shot a masterpiece arms at the limited optics nationals this year when I've been shooting a canic the entire time. So it's again, these, these relationships come because you meet these vendors and you, you have these conversations with them and you get to understand how, how they actually give back to our sport, right? It's not just about them making money masterpiece arms. I guarantee you has spent more money going to these matches than they have sold guns. It's because they love our sport. They support our sport, but they're not making direct money from the match sometimes, but they get to meet somebody there. That person understands they get to see the quality of their product. It speaks for itself. They don't have to sell the product, but once you get it in your hand, you understand the quality, the people behind the gun. That's one of my favorite things so far about the vendor area is you get to meet people that you would have, you don't get to see the guy who's building the gun for a lot of these products. That company alone which is our main sponsor this year, Masterpiece Arms, is going to be there with all of their products, all of their guns, their open guns, their limited optics guns, their IDPA guns. You name it, they're going to bring it, and you'll get a chance to shoot it at the vendor's area. And that is, to me, is the make-or-break difference between us and everybody else at this point. Yep, for sure. And it was awesome shooting all those guns, even though I couldn't, and even shooting prototype guns that I can't talk about anymore. But yeah. <laughs> so, but I yeah. Mean, you know, what's really crazy is, and this is something that, and again, this isn't to toot my own horn or toot our horn as a match, but this is something else that I hope that sets an example in this sport. Our match is sold out by 40 extra people. Okay, we got 40 people on the wait list. I might be, am I exaggerating that or is that right? Uh, looking at practice score, it says 40. So yeah, we'll go with okay. 40. All right, I'm going with 40 because that sounds sweet. 50 <laughs> would be better or even 100. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so we have our matches sold out over 40 people. And I am right now still selling my match, still selling this match. I'm not trying to sell tickets to the match. The match is, is to me is the side part of our sport. Now in this, this, I already know our stages are awesome our, because of us as a group, we all sat down as a group and work and walk through the stages, talked about things, pick stages, yep. threw things in, threw things out. I, I mean, we sat down for almost an hour or two hours, just kind of figuring out what stages we want to put on the flavor, the time, all the stuff. It was awesome. I mean, we had five, six guys, match directors, Range Masters, Matt Matt Hopkins, who is our main uh, guy taking care of stages that, that basically walks through all the stages and everything, does all the practice or um, sketch up stuff so we know exactly what the angles are and all these different things. Sitting down with that core group of guys has been pretty solid because now we know when we put it on the ground, we've got a good flowing match with good and difficult things like we want. And, and it's when you sit down and kind of pay attention to like, okay, the match is now secondary. Now you can put all, I got to put all my effort into the vendors because maybe the just, match is secondary for you. No, dude, listen, the match is already going to be good. I'm not, that's the thing. Is, know, this I'm is the problem. Saying. We go to these matches, we go to these matches and the stages are really good. But what's after that? What do I do in between that? Where's my time spent? You know, I mean, why am I not getting an opportunity to see new products or why do I have to go to SHOT Show? Why do I have to see an internet? Why can't I see that in person when I go there? Make sense? Yep. We don't have that anymore. We I, Honestly, I haven't been in the sport in the last five years and ever seen that. 
Uh, the closest thing I've seen to that was last year or the year before it, one of the Ipsic matches I went to, but even then that was just, it was half-assed because who was running the match. Yeah. I said it out loud. Uh, it, it just, you know, when you have, when, when we take our, our minds and we put it towards the vendors, the match instantly gets better because now the vendors are, it's just imagine the feeling you had Todd, when you walked up the first time and saw what I had built and you were like, Holy shit, like this isn't what I thought it would be. This is way bigger, way different. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, you mean everybody's going to like there's going to be people in here? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, and and imagine this as a vendor. Just if you're a shooter, I, I want you to imagine this. Imagine walking into a, a vendor area and seeing, let's just say there's only nine or ten vendors, right? Because I think we had six or seven actual vendors last year that were in place. Mm-hmm. Imagine walking in and seeing six or seven vendors and every time you walk in there, there's 50 people, 60 people standing there, right? What do you think those vendors see? That's the most people they've seen in this sport in a single match they've ever seen. Now imagine four sessions of that. Imagine every single time you walk in at lunch, there's 50, 60 people standing there. Every time the session ends, afternoon session, everybody goes there to go talk and see the guns and shoot and whatever it is. Imagine what the vendor sees now. Yep. Right? I, I would want to come back. I mean, honestly, man, I, I've had multiple people ask me about coming and sponsoring their matches, and I won't. Because if it's not like what I'm doing, what would be the point? Why would I give you money? Why would I sponsor your match if you're not going to promote me? If you're not going to... um I don't know, almost guarantee sales. I mean, at this point, I'm feeling so good about what we're doing that I guarantee you these people will make sales just because they're going to get hands and eyes on their product before they leave. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who didn't go to the match, <laughs> I want to talk about how and why I was able to get them to come to the vendor area. Two things. We have an amazing leader in Todd because Todd allows me to kind of make ideas and try them, which I'm pretty confident in them. I don't make anything super crazy where I'm like, bro, I want to take two or three of the bays because I, I should get three yeah, just my primary bay, that's it. <laughs> I only get the biggest bay. Um, so I try, I try to do things how, what I would want as a vendor. I understand what it's like to be a vendor. I have a company in this sport and I understand what I would want to do if I was a, a person who wanted to buy from someone. So what I decided to do was ask Todd and Matt last year, if we could schedule the schedule, the vendor error as a stage. So automatically, okay. Automatically that gave me an upper hand because now what are you going to do for 45 minutes or 30 minutes while you're standing around? Now you're scheduled to go to that vendor area. Period. You're scheduled to go there. You got 30 minutes to screw around. You got 30 minutes to check your gear, dry fire, whatever you want to do. You're no longer in a rush to get to the next stage because it's staff reset. Well, it wouldn't matter if it was staff reset. You still could schedule it 30 to 45 minutes per squad like you usually would. But now mm -hmm. you're scheduling that as a spot. Now, here's where it got. Here's where it got kind of tricky. I decided to do. A, a a hole punch where you had to punch the card. Everybody got a card in their in their when they signed in. They got a card to go to each single vendor. Now the goal of that was not for the shooter. 
I didn't care about the shooter. I cared about the vendor, right? I didn't care about the, I did not care at all about the shooter because the shooters are already taken care of as far as I'm concerned. They're there to shoot the match. That's what they come for. So what I wanted to do was push the vendor vision, right? Get people to go see a vendor so that the vendors understood how valuable the match was, like how valuable, like, man, oh, cool. I got 215 people or 200 people to show up in front of me. Your average match, including nationals, which is the biggest match of the year, you'd be lucky if the people see 100 people there. And I know because I don't go to nationals vendors because they're never convenient. They're always far away. I might go see two or three of them because I'm really good friends with them. Other than that, you're not going to see me stop very often. Uh, and it's not even because of a time thing. It's just they are so out of the way that it makes no sense to, to, to even go over there, right? Uh, so what I decided to do was create a card system where every single person comes in, they get a hole punch from each vendor. Now, here's where I started thinking about the shooter again. What would I want for my effort as a shooter? If you got a stamp on that card, it allowed you to get into a bigger drawing for guns, bigger prizes, more higher mm -hmm. ticket items. Well, I would say it worked. We had a ton of people go in and get their tags get their tickets signed. It was so successful that all the vendors asked me for a different type of hole punch because their hands hurt. <laughs> because the hole punches we bought were pretty crappy. I will not, I'm not going to lie. Not I guess knowing. I need to do crunches this year. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking these things are fine. You know that you watch a video and they're like, oh, cool. Well, 250 or 220 people getting hole stamps yeah, those things were not very good. <laughs> they kind of got dull, and then it really took a lot of hand-pounding. The kids, the, the you know, Premier had their kids, and they were trying to do it. They couldn't even use them, so that didn't help. You know, it just took a long time. Uh, but, again, it, it it worked out to the point where everybody was able to participate. They showed the vendors the love. The, the vendors were able to show the shooters love and let them try their products and da-da-da-da and all these different things. So I was super excited. So this year... Todd has helped a lot in some ideas on how to make and improve the vendor area. So the first thing we're going to do this year is we're going to break up the prize packages. So we are going to break them up to where we have, let me make sure I wrote this down. We are going to yeah, have right. <laughs> five sessions of prize table. So how does that work? So we have five sessions of shooting. We have a Friday. Well, we have a four, sessions four, four sessions of shooting, five sessions of prizes. So the first session is going to be Friday, which is staff day. So after staff day shoots, after the staff shoots, there will be drawings for prizes. All right. The cards that you get hole punches for from the vendors will not be valid until the end of the match for the fifth session. Right. So we're everybody's going to get a chance at guns, no matter who, whether you're staff, whatever well, it is, everybody gets a chance at those bigger prizes. Rewind it. Yeah, rewind. But they have to turn the card in to yes. get the prize for each session. 100%. So your session, when you shoot, if you come in Friday, you're going to get your stamps. If you don't, obviously staff's going to be there for longer. So I'm I'm assuming vendors are going to be there Friday. I'm trying. It's not always easy. Sometimes they don't get there till Saturday. So we'll figure that out as, as we did last year yeah. for the staff. Um, so then there'll be a Saturday morning shift. Those folks will get their tags while they're obviously they're scheduled to be there. So it shouldn't be very difficult. And then they won't be able to turn those. You will not be able to turn those in until the end of your session. You won't be able to turn them in the middle. You got to turn them in at the very end. You got to come back. Wink, wink. 
<laughs> and there's stuff to do when you come back. Well, so we're going to get, get there. there. Yeah. Don't break. Don't ruin <laughs> the surprise, Todd. All right. So number three session is going to be a Saturday afternoon. You'll do your thing, shoot, turn your cards in. Then there'll be a Sunday morning. You finish that, turn your cards in. Then there'll be a final drawing at the end, which will will be talking about those at the end of the match. Though Nobody has to wait around. Those will just be random drawings as we always do. But during those sessions from for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, while the shooters are there, there will be a prize table with a random drawing where you'll be able to walk up, do your prizes, so on and so forth. Um, but we will be dividing them up. So that way you will leave with your prize instead of walking away with nothing. And then we have to ship it. So another uh, genius idea by Todd, by keeping us from having to ship you things, ship it or which is no fun, ferry it or drive it around matches yes. and stuff. Yes. Right. And then have people messaging us for months about where's my stuff because we couldn't meet up with them or whatever it is. So there's yep. no reason for that. You know, again, we don't, nobody gets paid for this. <laughs> so if you're messaging me three months down the road for a prize, I'm probably busy. <laughs> yep. And Linda was great. She did the majority of the delivery. So yeah. thanks to that. So she won't have to do that this year. Yeah. I'm lucky enough not to be live there. So I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few areas where I'm like, sweet, I don't live there. Um, Okay, so the so the so the raffle everything's taken care of. Their prizes are taken care of. So, why do you want to come back to drop off your card other than just a prize this year? Instead of having a Tom Castro Shooting Academy instructional area, I decided to have a shoot off for each session. During that shoot off for each session, you will have a chance to win money because the shoot off is going to cost money. And the reason it costs money is because you will have a chance to jump into a raffle for an AR 15 or some type of nice package. I'm just going to say it's going to be an AR, but we don't know yet. We're working on that prize. Um, so if you are a company that would love to uh, sponsor that, if you're a gun company, we are looking for uh, vendors to fill that hole. So let us know. Um, either message Todd, it message me on the on the on this or whatever it is, and we'll we'll get taken care of and kind of tell you kind of what we're looking to do. Um, you're going to probably get about three months of free advertising out of it. Yep. Uh, let's see. So that shoot off. The other thing we're going to do with the money is the winner of each session. So we're going to do it in uh, four sessions. There'll be a Friday staff session, Saturday morning session, Saturday afternoon session, or evening session. And then a Sunday afternoon session when the match is all over. So when you're done and you come to turn your card in, you will get an extra opportunity to come in and we're going to do a $10 raffle. So it's going to be 10 bucks. You're going to be able to shoot off in the, be in the shoot off and we're going to do brackets. It won't be a class thing or a division thing, or even a gun thing. We're going to figure out some ways to make it even. So if somebody's shooting PCC, da, 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 all that good stuff, we'll figure that out, but it's probably not going to be your traditional shoot off. I'm thinking about adding some movement. So you actually have to be a USPSA shooter and you can't just be really good at steel challenge. Ha ha ha. All right. So that is all said and done. The raffle gets 25%. The winner of each bracket will get 25% of the cash. The other 25% of the cash will go to a random drawing. So no matter whether you win or lose, you could go out on the first round, you have a gun jam, whatever it is. I'm already building yeah. in my excuses for a loss. Yeah, um, to me. 
at least I have a chance <laughs> to still win some money. One more thing. And Todd loves this because I think he's already ready to start spending his money against me. We are also going to do a grudge match. So if you are at any time want to shoot off against your buddy or call somebody out, not me. You don't want to shoot against me. I suck. Anybody sure. you want to call against, you want to shoot against Todd and beat his one eye or his wrong eye, but absolutely still 10 bucks. You will get an extra shot or an extra ticket for the raffle for the gun or for the prize, I should say. Cause if Todd finds a way to get us a car or something to give away, we could do that too. Oh, but, it's not going to be a car, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm surprised Todd didn't say I'm not in charge of sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have. <laughs> I've had this conversation about a dozen times about things. He's like, I don't know. I'm not in charge of sponsorship stuff. You are. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, so I'm super excited this year to add that. Uh, I still would love to eventually do, the the training situation but honestly this will allow me to give back to the shooters even more um i feel like it's going to allow the vendors to maybe possibly let people try their gear during the shoot off uh there's a lot a lot of really really cool options we will have a live fire base so you'll be able to warm up again obviously like we did last year this year we're going to have uh, a setup to where masterpiece arms da vinci will be there i'm trying and i think i have them coming in for sure to be at the vendors area glock will be there um, they are definitely sponsoring us this year, but I was trying, I'm trying to get them to actually put a booth up this year. I would love for people to try their new trigger. The performance trigger that they have is pretty awesome. Um, I had a student come to me yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was. And I felt his performance trigger after somebody did a little work to it. They polished some things. Bro, I think it was pretty nasty. I was like, this is not a Glock trigger. <laughs> no. He goes, oh, no, it is. It's a Glock performance trigger. And I, I was like, wow. It was beyond, beyond nice. Like, I was very, very impressed with that trigger. It was crow. I mean, honestly, I dare say that it was better than Mechanic. It was pretty nasty. And I was like, wow, this is, if this is what you can get out of this trigger, I understand why they made it. It's, it's that very, very, very nice. So I, um. For me to say that, that's pretty good. Like honestly, because I'm pretty picky about my triggers, and I will say the stock Glock trigger ain't ain't my favorite. <laughs> yep. it's not my favorite. So, so um, before we move away from the shoot, I want to add up one other thing you don't even know about yet. Ooh. So if Tom is available and you challenge him <laughs> and you beat him, you get your entry, you get refunded the grudge match fee, and you still get put in for the raffle. Man, I'm thinking about, uh, I think I'm going to be on a golf cart a lot. <laughs> He's got to be my, available, got to uh, be there. But if you beat him, you get basically a free raffle ticket. I will do my best to be there all the time. I'm I'm open for the challenge. Uh, hopefully I, I, I might try to get some sleep in between days. So <laughs> dude, yep. do you remember, do you remember last year when I was sitting at my, my t-shirt booth and I was trying to edit video and I fell asleep? In front of my, computer. did you see that or no? No, I didn't even know oh, you fell dude. asleep. So I was in front of the booth. I mean, you you know how much you know. We're there from sun up. Actually, we're there before sun up, and yeah. to sundown, right? So I'm yeah. in front of my computer, and I'm like this, and I'm like going through the editing because you know you only need one finger for some of the stuff, yeah. and I, I ended up like this, <laughs> fell asleep, and I think Hartley was like Tom, and I go, huh. Like, I was like, oh shit, I'm out. I'm, I was out, dude. I mean, I, that's I, funny. I didn't heard that one. I'm surprised I didn't fall into my computer. That's how tough. Oh, yeah. I was pretty beat last year. That was, um, that, that well, was a lot of, of work. 
how many every night well friday thursday friday and saturday night we only went to home depot and yeah, every you, night yeah every yeah, night. you got to um lug i think i don't remember it was like a lot of sandbags how's that yes i think we went through almost 100 sandbags dude I'm telling you, we did. I, I guarantee you, because we were buying 50, 25 to 50 at a time. Yep. So, I mean, I, I guarantee you we went over 100 sandbags for sure because we had, so basically, if anybody doesn't know, the key to uh, a 45 degree or a 22 degree, whatever the angle is that you choose to put those targets at, is those bullets go somewhere. Um, so the, the range has rocks on it, which are fine. You can dig a hole, but eventually they hit the rock or the hard bottom and they still go mm -hmm. out of that hole. So we ended up having a, I don't know, was it 18, 15 to 18 of those targets? It was 15 and some of them were in the open. And this year, I think <laughs> yes. we only have four because of that. But we also yes. changed what we're doing. Yes. So we had we had, we had had to go get sandbags every single night to kind of deflect, keep the kind of catch the bullets. The issue was we didn't really have them in boxes. They were in the, in the plastic bags they come in, but it was also raining. And when it rained, it sucked all the sand and it kind of just spread out as we were shooting it. It never really like yep. stayed dry enough to kind of keep in the bags. So the bags just disintegrated. And so, but it was what it is. It's kind of how it is as a match director. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But I, I do remember like the last thing we wanted to do to go was Home Depot. Cause I mean, that's 30, 30 minute extra, the wrong direction <laughs> to go yep. get sandbags. <laughs> hey, this year we're using for the 45 degree ones, the horse mats. Good. Yeah. Did you end up buying those? I have not yet, but I will. Yeah. So yeah, th th those are easy to get. You're probably not going to have an issue finding yeah, them. Tractor supply. I yeah. already looked. I can go and buy them there. Anytime. They really so. work well. And then all you have to do is just cut them up. So uh, you probably don't even need the big ones or like, you know, get a big one or whatever, but just cut them yeah. up into fours. Like they had them over in Texas last year and they were pretty solid. Like literally the bullet was still hanging in them. Like yeah. you see the bullet sticking out of it. It grabbed it before it even hit the grass. It was, it was pretty neat little, I mean, obviously it had been shot a lot before it got there, but it was pretty solid that it actually worked like that. So, um, okay. So we got vendor area kind of talked about, but punch cards were done. Sorry guys. I usually don't go off a list, but we, I mean, it took us almost 45 minutes to write down everything we needed to talk about. <laughs> um, raffles are done, man. We crushed that. That actually, we got a lot of that done. Um, Oh, so I make sure I got all the gun raffle stuff done. Every single grudge match through ticket shoot offs done, man. This was awesome. Uh, Todd guarantees live streaming this year. No, I'm just kidding. We are, Todd is like, <laughs> I actually wrote it down just to talk some trash. Yeah. So Todd has been working on doing some live streaming stuff. He's trying to get the Wi-Fi out there, the internet working. Obviously we'll have live streaming this year. Uh, or, excuse me, live scoring live this scoring. year, like we did last year. Um, that doesn't take as much of the same network. But right now we're going to be working on trying to get live streaming done. My plan is to be a lot more on the marketing department this year and drive around. Last year, I did not leave the vendor area at all. I never got to say thank you to ROs or staff like I usually would have, um, even though that's not really my place. But those guys make or break our match, honestly, uh, because it's a staff reset match. So yep. luckily... And honestly, Todd, same thing, man. Todd barely got out of what he had to do. Well, I was going to say, last yeah. year... Between doing Wi-Fi, yes. rain management, doing stats and match director, I didn't realize how much stats Duda did the year before of it. And that's, I've even separated that position out. Thank you, Randy Meadows, for doing that. But separated that out for this year because it took a lot. But, yeah. Is so Randy doing stats this both, year? Huh? Randy doing stats this year? Yep. Randy's nice. going to do stats this year. He went um, 
Stephanie was nice enough to let him train under Dan Dorian at the North Carolina sectional. Oh, nice. Randy learned stuff that I didn't even know about practice score from Dan and everybody there. So special thank you to them for that. So Randy's going to do that for this, us this year. And we got off satellite internet um, and are on a actual internet connection this year because they actually put it there without us even knowing it. So thank you to um, WCTEL. So that's awesome for them. Hopefully we'll have the network up and going where we'll be able to have like, it's going to be live scoring for sure. And it'll be better than last year. We're just trying to get the speeds down to the base where we want them. So we can try to do live streaming for it. So. So live streaming is definitely a bonus. Um, it will be a very individual thing. My goal is this year to, I am bringing my big camera setup. My my plan is to really really make some videos for this next year. I want to I want to blow everybody else out of the water. Uh, honestly, I, if I'm involved, yeah. it's going to be the best, and I I ex I accept nothing less. I accept nothing less as a shooter. So why would I expect anything less out of myself for a match? I it that's it. It's all I can say. It's, it's going mm -hmm. to be the best, and I refuse to let it fail. And I'm just going to keep growing ideas or keep adding ideas and keep adding ideas and. I will say there are a lot of amazing things going on in belt and gun club. I won't talk about them, but that match or that club and that place will be the premier gun range of this country. Not too far from now. And I'm excited as hell because you know what? There's not a lot of places that I've been to that are as committed to our sport, action shooting in general, IDPA, USPSA, cowboy, Whatever it is, what even still, if you don't like them, <laughs> still challenge PSS, still challenge. PCSL, yeah. We put in those guys, put not me at all. Those guys really, really put in the work to keep these matches going. And it's you know, beyond the politics, at the end of the day, the guys that are doing the work is what really matter. The guys that are putting the boots on the ground and hammering nails and putting up walls and fixing walls, dude. Before we go on from that, how many walls are being fixed this year? I saw your text. And, and then you're, you know, asking everybody to help. What was it this year that had to be fixed? 55 walls. 55 walls. So anybody <laughs> who doesn't know what that actually takes in time are obviously have never built a wall. Because yep. I'm going to tell you, taking a wall apart is way worse than putting that shit together. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because <laughs> you're trying to save, you know, three or four out of the things out of it and just trying to take one broken wall out of it or one piece. Yep. And they don't always come apart very nicely. Screws yeah, get and rusted and da 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 da. So uh, you know they are not easy things to just throw that back on there. And then because Todd is really has this, really likes it to look nice and be uniform. Everything has to be painted before it gets back on there or after it's on. So now yeah. you've got the extra, but it does protect the walls from the rain. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't protect you guys from shooting it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Getting back to that fifty-five walls and stuff, it's. I'm very blessed to be a member of Belt and Gun Club and stuff. We had IDPA, USPSA, Steel Challenge, PCSL, members, people that were not members of the club come out and help us. People that don't shoot anything at all <laughs> come out and help. So it was, I mean, we had 11 or 12 people that showed up that day and we did it in four hours. That's it was, awesome. It was freaking awesome. It's big shouts out to Belt and Gun Club membership on that one. So. That's a, I don't think you got, listen, I used to do construction for a living. <laughs> that is a phenomenal time. That's, that's like, that's crazy. That actually doesn't sound like it's that difficult when you listen to that number, but trust me, two dudes, one guy. Oh. Yeah. 
weeks. So, <laughs> Randy Meadows and I, for the first section match, built all the extra walls, repaired them pretty much. I'm not going to say by ourselves, but there's other people that helped. But we were the main ones. And it it took multiple sessions. Yep. Uh, there would be still challenge matches that when he first started running them and stuff, we'd be set up in outside of Bay One, literally doing wall repairs and building them <laughs> as the match is going on because we had to yeah. be, he had to be there. So yeah. might as well do something. So yeah. Big shout the other out thing to is, that is that that wood doesn't just show up by itself. Somebody's got to go get it. Somebody's got to pay yeah. for it. Somebody's got to have receipts for it. Somebody's got to be accountable for it. Somebody's got to paint it. You got to get paint. It, the screws, the da da da. da it's, it never just puts itself up. It never goes picks itself up. So again, big giant shout out to your your staff guys. They're awesome. It's one of the main reasons your staff is the main reason I sponsor your local match because I have been there. I've met your staff. I am friends with a lot of those guys and I see the hard work that they put in that they never get credit for outside of you and your people. They will never be appreciated like you appreciate them. So it's, it's big, big, big to me to always be able to give back to those guys as much as I can and financially be able to afford it because they're awesome. That, that group of guys that you have there is phenomenal. And even the guys that are outside of that group are phenomenal. We had people from last year that came and helped us build in the South Carolina section. I'm like, oh man, you know, what day are you shooting? And they're like, I don't even shoot USPSA. I'm like, what? That is phenomenal. Yeah. Like it's we just... only had him for a couple of hours, but I was like, man, that guy's, isn't there like an 80 year old guy there? That's like super old. I can't remember his name. Buddy Bridwell. Buddy. Yeah. Dude, that guy, man, if I, I can't wait to see him again this year because that guy doesn't shoot USPSA. And if he, no, does, he, does. he does, doesn't he? That's right. But he doesn't shoot it fast at all. He's very slow. He's very, he's just going through, enjoying it. He came and helped us work the entire time. That it was awesome. It, and it, that, what a great guy. Buddy does uh, just a shout out to him. If he helps out the section match, he helps out the war match and stuff. He doesn't know how to take a break. Like we'll yes. sit around and talk. We'll be doing stuff. He's He'll be over hammering nails in and everything yeah. else. And it'll be what happened. Buddy happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of a joke, yeah. but it's, he's pretty he doesn't awesome. know how to take a break. And he's been just another one of those local guys that loves to help out with stuff like that. So. Yeah. He's, he's dude, that guy was awesome. He's so much fun to talk to also. Like he's, we were talking about the hammers last year. He's like, what is this? So he had the jackhammer and he's like, what is this yeah. thing? Like he never, you know, he's he's pretty awesome. So again, it's um just, just a great staff you have there, man. I hope that I can continuously uh, support you guys and, and keep giving back throughout that, you know, throughout the entire year, because you guys have a great staff there. Uh, okay. Let's get into the match a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about the stages and that kind of stuff. Um, and actually, you know, before we do that, let's get into uh, Visit Anderson because this is something that I feel like, uh, thanks to you, Todd, by the way, uh, this one was definitely on Todd, not me. Uh, I could mm -hmm. probably could not have done this because I don't have, I'm not local and it would have been a lot more difficult for me to deal with them because I don't even know where this is. <laughs> yep. uh, let's talk about Visit Anderson is what it is. So Visit Anderson is, and I'm going to let Todd talk about it, but they are, we are actually doing a staff dinner this year that we weren't able to do previous years because, well, obviously a staff dinner costs a lot of money. So go, Todd, tell them about Visit Anderson, bro. So Visit Anderson is basically the tourism board type thing to break it down for Anderson County. Um, they, in the past, have got stepped in and got us the hotel rates. They're the ones that would always go out to all the different hotels, get us the good rates so we're not paying the rates. They did that again this year. And I talked to her this year and I'm learning 
through real estate and stuff, you don't know what you can do or what you can leverage if you don't ask. So I know they helped out a lot in 2019 for the IDPA match that we did. So I was like, well, what can they do? Say no. So I just asked about, I was like, we, I want to have one central hotel for the staff, which they got us and got us a great rate on that. And the staff, if you don't know that, hit up me or Linda, I will get you that rate and on there. And it's also on the staff page that I'm developing. But so we got a match hotel for them. And then I asked for dinner and I was just like, oh, maybe I'll have to pay half and see what it is. They're covering for that. Every staff member on that Friday night will have a dinner that will be within walking distance of the hotel. I've There's two places. I forget which one we're doing. I wish I knew it so I could give them a shout out because I know they're contributing also, but we'll do that on another one. But it's it's phenomenal for that because that's not a cheap feat. And that's one of the reasons I didn't do it in the past is because that's probably honestly a $5,000 meal. So it's awesome that they're stepping in. They recognize what we are doing for the community, the economy there by bringing shooters in, staying overnight, even though it's a half day match, staff is staying. People come stay the night before because they want to walk stages and stuff like that. So that's another area that we learned that we can leverage and utilize because they see the importance of it. So huge shout out to Whitney and visit Anderson on that. And thank you for that. Dude, it's uh, it's a pretty awesome thing to uh, to think that you can go outside of USPSA spot vendors and find sponsorship. Hmm. Didn't yep. think it was. I didn't think that was ever going to be possible because. Nobody seems to be trying anymore. <laughs> That's why when you asked, when you told me about it, I was like, bro, it's a yes until they say no. Let's try. Let's keep asking. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I remember after you asked, you asked for more. And then well, she was they, no, no, I'm like, good job, dude. You yeah. keep going until they say no. <laughs> you know, it's like yep. you never know. It's not being greedy. Right. It's not being greedy. It's it's a mutual relationship. The fact that we're bringing in these people, the hotels, the money, the food, because you know what? There's another three nights of food that have to be paid for by shooters and staff and da, 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 da. So, again, it's 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 an opportunity to work with each other. And we need to get outside of this gun company only industry crap that we do right now. It's just it's comfortable. We're just we're so comfortable right now that that's the problem. We got to get outside of comfort and start going after these companies that should be coming to our matches. They should be sponsoring us and we should be promoting the hell out of them. Um, a, a good example is I want my vendors. I don't want your banner. Yeah, I need your banner, but I want you. I want you to come to the match and see these people face to face. I don't want a banner that doesn't represent you as a company. That's just your logo. I have a logo. I have a banner. I can just slap it on anything, but that doesn't represent me. That doesn't tell people what my passion for the sport or what you do for the sport or how amazing your product is. You being there telling someone is always going to be better than a video, always going to be better than a banner and always going to be better than the stage brief saying, Hey, da -da -da -da, thanks for sponsoring the stage. It just, we got to do better as, as companies too. our vendors, and our staff and our and our shooters, we all need to try to push to be better and do things differently. Can't keep going the way we're going. It's not working. <laughs> through me being a realtor now, I'm bringing um, Dan Cresp. He'll be on site. Um, he's also a vet and did a lot of medical stuff in his career and even still teaches medical stuff with first home equity loans. He's going to be on site as a vendor and he's going to be our medic. So if something happens, 
he's we literally got somebody on site that has done trauma in the field so it's going to be awesome he's been an emt in the past and everything else so that's going to be awesome to have him him there i'm trying to do a few other things still bringing some real estate oriented people because guess what we all spend money we all buy houses that's it. It's all, it's, I'll tell you what, it's yeah. not a bad place to live in South Carolina right now. <laughs> no, it's one of the top to 10 places to live and move to in the nation right now. So, yeah, dude, the weather's nice. You got, you have ranges left and right there, plus Belton. I mean, trust me, it, it, it's already an amazing range. It's going to be pretty phenomenal here in the next couple of years. So, uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing to live in, in South Carolina and, uh, be part of that shooting community. That's for sure. Okay. We'll talk about vendors and we have one last thing about vendors. We're going to give them a giant shout out here. This is what it's all about, baby. Mm -hmm. um, my plan is to bring the podcast to the range again. I am dumb enough to drive my truck nine hours or <laughs> 10 hours, whatever the hell it is, 12 hours, whatever the hell it is I got to get there. Yep. Um, I am bringing everything, the lights, the cameras, action, baby. I'm bringing yep. it all. And at uh, the very least, you're going to be able to do it live from the shotgun clubhouse or the main clubhouse. You'll be able to do a live podcast from... I can guarantee from one of those two clubhouses, hopefully nice. in the base, but guaranteed from one of those two clubhouses, you can do a live podcast. I don't need it to be live. I, I'm fine with not being live for me personally. I just, I don't mind editing them and doing all that stuff yeah. anyway, because with some of those loud guns in the, in the vendor area, baby. Yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> having a vendor area where you let your vendors shoot their products? Holy <laughs> crap. And shooters get to shoot free ammo. Wow. That must be a terrible thing to feel and do, huh? <laughs> hmm, I wonder what other matches should be doing that. Um, anyways, uh, so I, I I plan on interviewing every vendor. I am super excited about this year to just give year-round promotion to these people. Yeah. There's no reason that they sign up for our match and we just drop them after the match. We gotta we gotta do better. So my no. goal is to do better. I mean, that last year, uh, I mean, we we talked about the match for almost three months after the match was done. I, I was talking about vendors and masterpiece arms and, and all these different things. One last thing, and we really didn't share it last year, but one of the reasons this is because of my boy Todd here. One of the reasons we knew that this worked, that the vendor era was successful and that the way Todd runs the match was successful is Todd is one of the few people I know that actually does a survey at the end of the match. And I I had some things to do with how that uh, that vendor area conversation went because I wanted to know what they thought. And we had a tremendous amount of feedback from all the vendors. And I will say that it was probably 99.9% .9 positive. It was pretty awesome. And it's what made me do it again because I'm not going to lie, guys. Last year, Todd and I both looked at each other and I said, what are we doing? We were both exhausted. The guys, all the guys were beat to death. I mean, beat to death. I mean, the match was over. <laughs> we were set. We were putting things away until dark after everybody left. All the staff, everybody. We were all still taking stuff down from the base, the main crew. A week later, Todd was there reorganizing Connexes because everything got thrown in because we were tired. We were, it was late. We were dealing with vendor stuff and not, focusing on putting shit away. <laughs> yep. So it got crazy. And we had all, you know, again, a week later, which isn't Todd's job, isn't, isn't his crew's job. It's, it's all volunteer stuff. So 
you question what you're doing every year. <laughs> yeah. And you then, question it every year, right? Yep. And we hit on something we didn't talk about, but I definitely we didn't have on our agenda, but I want to talk about it. So this year, staffing, we still need staff. So if you want to go, go out to the website, sccsectionuspsamatch.org, click on the staff sign up. I've got enough staff to run the match, but I don't have my overflow yet. So I definitely still need to overflow. But some things that we're doing for the staff um, this year and the setup crew and the teardown crew. So setup crew for every day that you show up, you get an entry into a raffle. So at probably Thursday afternoon, once the match actually starts, we get the admin squad going in. We'll do a, do the drawing for that one. Guess what they get? 500 bucks cash. Um, for staff, if you're going to show up and you're going to be there all three days, in addition to your 130 bucks, to um, the jersey, to your free meals, to um, the staff dinner, um, I'm missing something here, all the match fee itself and all that that we're giving. But if you're there for all three days, guess what you get entered into? A drawing for 500 bucks. And guess what you get entered into if you're there until... The last nail is put up. The Connex door shut. We all meet up at the clubhouse. Another five hundred dollar raffle. I mean, I just I want people to understand though that the big thing about this, and that's phenomenal, by the way. But the big thing about this is the only reason we're there so long is because we only have a handful of people. The more people we have, it'll be done in an hour. Like the entire match could be put put away in an hour. <laughs> If you have yeah. help, but when it's five guys putting away 10 stages and I don't know, 150 walls, uh, uh, <laughs> 20, a hundred something plus barrels, uh, target stands, sticks, steel, everything. It's tough. It's really, really tough. So again, the more people that help, the faster it goes and we're all out of there sooner. So again, yep. this is not against the staff. The staff is amazing. I understand everybody's got to go home and and all these things. But when you start to think about what, how did it get there? It didn't get put up by itself on Thursday. <laughs> it got put yep. up the week before. Uh, I'm coming in a week early again this year to to put my hands on every stage, um, and and work, you know, and and do what yep. I got to do. And so, Hopkins is going to be there all week this time too, and he's in big. charge of stages, so that's yep. going to be awesome to have him doing that. So. It'll be big. Last year it was really good to work. That was the first year I worked with him. Uh, and we we worked, you know, hand in hand. It was easy. It was awesome. Tyler, all the guys did listen, Donovan, every we had such a great English brothers. Yes, yeah, everybody. Such See, a great now that you start core. naming names, we're gonna forget somebody. I know, gonna but don't, you, if you got forgotten, you probably weren't that important. No, <laughs> <laughs> we just the core guys are just, you know, and, and there's a lot of them. You know what I mean? There's a lot of guys that you have, a lot of these, a lot of these uh clubs that I go to all over the country just it's the same core guys, but they just don't have a large amount. I mean, it's the same thing there. You guys maybe have 10 guys and that's a lot of that's come because of the prize package you started giving away during, you know, your, your local match at the end of the year. Uh -huh. It's been awesome. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tom Castro shooting Academy next level podcast. This is the end of part one tune in next week to listen to part two.